Howdy, friends, and welcome to The Daily Run here on the Run of the Bills podcast. This is Mike, and I'm talking rather quietly today because I'm doing this late at night. I am supposed to pick up somebody from the airport today, and their flight has been delayed by a couple hours. So I'm talking in the evening while my family's asleep and my neighbors upstairs are sleeping as well, or at least maybe trying to, and don't want to hear my loud cackling. And um, anyway, so, hey, we are on Titus chapter two, um, verse two, and we've been talking about how Paul is giving Titus a special instruction for sound teaching for different um, groups of people, older men, older women, younger women, um, young men, bond servants. Um, so anyway, so we are on the first portion in verse two, and, it, and he's talking about, you know, the, well, I'll just read verse one again. Um, but as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. And then he goes on in verse three to talk about the older women. So last time we started talking about them being sound in faith, sound in faith. Now, I kind of quit maybe part of the way through talking about this, about being sound in faith. Now, years ago, I, I was at a church and we were having an issue with money. Actually, every church I was ever involved with um, in a leadership role had trouble with money. Um, and, and I guess that's not com- entirely accurate. Um, the Lord always provided, always always provided. Um, when there were times where the pastors weren't able to get paid, um, the Lord provided, you know, individually in, in amazing, miraculous ways. But there was a time where we'd found out that some of our bills were being paid by our treasurer out of their own pocket. And um, that really bothered me because I didn't feel that that was their, their, their job. Um, you know, and my recommendation to the eldership at the time was we need to have a policy in place so that when the church, when the church treasurer, uh, comes across, comes up with a, uh, a, pro- a situation where they are, um, where there's no money that they don't make that decision, you know, that they can just hand it over to, um, to the eldership, like, you know. And, and I don't remember exactly how the comment came out, but but somehow I said something about um, somebody needing to have faith. And I don't remember the context of it, uh, of what I was talking about, who I was talking about in particular. But it was in 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 that discussion that we were having. Um, I said something about um, somebody not having faith. Well, I don't remember if it was a leadership person or who it was, but, um, but uh, probably not the kindest of statement, um, and probably not especially accurate, but that's what I said. And one of the other people there got fairly annoyed with me and probably for good reason. But the reason I wanted to point out what happened was that when I said that person didn't have enough faith or whatever, um, the other person got very upset because they thought I was saying that that person wasn't saved. And I think that's an important thing to understand when we talk about faith, that faith can mean different things. When you read the Bible, there are words that are used uh, in the exact same way in lots of different places. Um, 
and there's words that are used in lots of different ways uh, in lots of different places. And so you come across a word and you read it and it means one thing in one one context and it means something else in a different context, sometimes within the same chapter. I mean, there's section of, sections of Romans where I believe like the word law is used and it means different things in it within one chapter. So anyway, when we talk about faith, this person, when I was, ta I was talking about a person just not trusting the Lord with the situation. That's basically what my, what I was saying was, you know, so they don't, they don't have enough faith in this situation. They're not trusting the Lord is going to provide um, for, for the church what, in, in that financial picture. Now, the person heard me say that person doesn't have enough faith, and they, and maybe I didn't say enough. I might have just said they just don't have faith. And they thought I was talking about that person's saving faith, right? Their faith that Jesus was their, their, the Messiah saving them from their sins. And they got really upset with me about that. And, you know, and so we, we had a different understanding of what we were talking about when we use the same word. And so when we see this, like, you know, sound in faith, you know, there, there, there is that way of, of asking, like, okay, wait a minute, is he talking about solid in the Christian faith? Or is he talking about solid in the daily application of faith? And I'm going to tell you right here, I don't know. It could be both. It could be one, could be the other. Um, I think ultimately, yeah, we want to make sure that our older people are solid in the Christian faith, that they understand the basics of Christianity, the foundational truths, uh, the uh, the unbendables, those things that we that we hold strongly to, and that we found our our uh, our belief upon these you know these these things you know the salvation uh, you know by grace and um, you know, Christ's uh, death and bodily resurrection, you know, things like that. Um, but there's also the idea of sound and faith, meaning the daily practical application of faith. So what does that mean? Um, the idea of from uh, Romans 4, where Paul says um, about Abraham, that Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. And he goes on to talk about how Abraham believed that what God had promised, God was able to perform. So in other words, if God said it, Abraham said, God has promised that, therefore I believe God's going to do it. And I, and I always love that as an explanation of what faith is, right? Faith is saying, God said that, and I am believing on that promise. I believe, you know, I believe that what God has said, he will perform, that he's able to do it. So with that in mind, I think this is an important thing as well, that our older men are not just sound in their the foundations of the Christian faith, but also are able to walk daily in faith. Some practical, very practical ways of looking at that. For example, um, for years, I, I taught tithing because that's what I was taught. And it wasn't until later studying on my own, I realized that, you know, this isn't really a, a New Testament principle. This idea of, you know, giving your first 10% to the Lord. I understand where it comes from, but I think that what we see more clearly taught in the New Test Testament is that we need, should each one of us should purpose in our heart what we are going to give, what we're going to bring to the Lord and be joyful in it. That there's not some rule, some law that we have to give a certain amount. Now, I think 10% is a great place to start. Um, and that has been a revolutionary thing in my life where I said, this is what I'm going to do. 
the first 10% of everything I get, I'm going to bring to the Lord because it's, um, I'm trusting him. So let me, let me again, lay this out practically. All right. Purposing your heart means like deciding ahead of time, deciding ahead of time before I get paid. Okay. The first 10% goes to the Lord. It's not deciding after I get paid and after my bills are paid and after I do all the things I want to do at the end of the month saying, okay, this is what I have left over because that's bringing God the doggy bag. That's not trusting in him at all. It's giving him what's left over. You're trusting in your money to meet all your needs and giving God the leftovers versus the person who says before they get their paycheck, the first 10% is going to the Lord. And then the first 10% giving it to the Lord, whether that's supporting a ministry, supporting their church, whatever it is. And then what are they doing? They're trusting that the Lord is going to provide for the rest of their needs for the rest of the month. It's a very practical thing saying, God, this is what I believe you would have me do. And so therefore I'm going to act upon that belief. So there's lots of, there's lots of ways to put that into action, right? There, as a Christian, those are the things we, we need to be doing like, you know, prayer, for example. Well, I believe that we see prayer taught in the Bible that this is something we ought to do. So I do it. I don't completely understand it. I don't, I, I mean, there've been times in my life where I'm like, why am I praying? This God already knows, but God has taught me many lessons about that one, but that's not the point. The point is saying, okay, God, this is what you've, this is what you've called me to do. Therefore I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to act out on that. I'm going to live in that way. And so that's, that's the, the thing that we want to see that in this, in this man, that is he living in faith? Is his life marked by faith? Is is his life, uh, you know, as older men, that's how we ought to be living. We ought to be living our life saying, I'm doing what I'm doing because I believe this is what God have me do. I'm trusting in his word, I'm trusting in his promises. I believe that he is going to fulfill his end. I'm going to do my, I'm going to do what he's called me to do because I believe that he is going to fulfill his promises. I believe that he is going to, um, that he is able to do that, which he's promised to do. And so, I mean, there's some things that are straight out of the Bible. This is what God says, therefore you do it. And there's other things that he's just impressed upon my heart. Like this is just an, this is just something I believe God's spirit has impressed upon me to do. And so therefore I'm going to do it. And I'm going to trust that God is going to show up because over and over and over, you see this in the Bible. You see that God speaks. Someone says, I believe that what God has just said is what I need to do. And they do it. And God shows up happens over and over and over and over and over and over in the Bible. You read the Bible, you'll see it happens over and over with Noah, Daniel, Moses, you know, on and on. Um, you'll see that God tells somebody to do something, and then, but God doesn't act until after they do what he's called them to do. You know, Joshua, you know, Battle of Jericho, God tells him what to go do. Go do this, you know, and, and Joshua does it and God shows up. You know, so... It's no different for us. The problem for most of us is that we want faith to work in reverse rather than God speaks. And then I act believing upon what God has said. And then God shows up. I want God to speak, God to show up. And then I act, but that's not how faith works. So anyway, we ought to be older men, be sound in faith. God bless you. Talk to you next time.